This is episode two of the Midwest Academy's LeaderCast, a leadership development podcast. I am David Hakeem, a U.S. Army combat veteran, law enforcement special operations veteran, a husband, a father, a catastrophic injury survivor, lifelong martial arts practitioner, and director of the Midwest Academy. Today's podcast is a solo cast exploring some ideas and offering some suggestions for finding your way on the warrior's path. As a reminder, we define a warrior as anyone who is actively seeking to improve who they were yesterday through the actions they take today. Although we use martial arts as a vehicle for that type of personal improvement, physical combat certainly is not the primary usefulness of following the warrior's path and living the warrior lifestyle. We shared some thoughts regarding the utility of following the warrior's path in episode one, so check that out if you have not done so already. As we have already hinted at, and as everyone who is embarked on the warrior's path is already familiar with, there is an obvious dichotomy in the warrior lifestyle. One trains in various forms of combative skills with the intent on maximizing one's dangerousness, to an adversary that is, while at the same time living with the hope and living in such a manner that the likelihood of ever crossing paths with such an adversary is minimized. Just to elaborate on that statement, the odds of encountering such an adversary are minimized since, in general, The adversary actively seeks to avoid conflict with you since you do not seem like a good target anymore. Nonetheless, in a world where everyone has to prioritize their time to address the various tasks that are competing for it, the obvious question becomes why would anyone endeavor in something so time-intensive as the warrior disciplines if one never intended or at least hoped to never have to use them to begin with? This is a prime opportunity to provide some insight from the Academy's Leadership Development Group as to the difference between an activity and a path or a lifestyle. An activity is usually undertaken for a specific practical purpose, such as enjoyment, education, health, etc. A path will have one or more activities to it, however, the primary benefit of its undertaking is the transformative effect it has on the whole person, physical, mental, emotional, etc. Although the definition we just offered may seem contemporary, the idea certainly is not. In the mid-1600s, a Japanese swordsman wrote a book titled A Book of Five Rings. In it, he notes, The true science of martial arts means practicing them in such a way as they will be useful at any time, and to teach them in such a way that they will be useful in all things. This quote is valuable on a number of levels, but most practically to our listenership, it is valuable when selecting or evaluating a mentor or mentors when one is on the warrior's path. Said simply, when you are considering a current or potential mentor, ask yourself whether the skill discipline is trained such that it can be applied at any time and that there is also a transformative process in tandem with the physical training that adds value to all aspects of your life. If either of these components are missing, you are probably looking at a less than optimal opportunity. If both of them are missing, you should probably avoid the opportunity. Complementarily, if you are a mentor, this quote can serve as a map and compass for your own actions and teaching approach to ensure that those whom you have the privilege to mentor are properly guided along the warrior's path. When looking at any specific skill discipline, empty hand combatives, contact weapons combatives, or projectile weapons such as firearms combatives, it is important to observe, study, and train with an eye towards process as opposed to outcomes. At the Midwest Academy and Colorado Academy, our students quickly learn the difference between outcomes that result from luck and those that result from skill. Said simply, skill is something that is 
capable of being repeated on demand. Skill is reliable and effective with improvements being made in the areas of efficiency so long as neither reliability nor effectiveness are compromised. Conversely, luck can be identified within a specific outcome where the influence of process on that outcome was not necessarily correlated. Take for example a professional mixed martial arts fighter who has a boxing background. They may have practiced their left hook punch hundreds of thousands of times such that their body is always intuitively optimizing power and economizing motion. Their punch always lands at the optimal distance and angle from the fighter's body and is always connecting at exactly the perfect time. We would correctly say that that individual's hook punch is a skill. Contrast that with the myriad of internet knockout videos where someone is wildly swinging an arm that connects with another individual, resulting in a knockout. Since that method of striking is neither repeatable nor reliable, we would attribute any outcome to luck. While these examples seem obvious, it is important to approach warrior discipline training with an eye that discerns skill from luck from the onset. Training skill or process eventually results in a skill set that will be applicable at any time. Now, when we think of learning a skill, we often believe that seeking out someone who is a professional within that skill dynamic is preferable. Oftentimes, that is the case. However, it is not always the case, nor is it usually the case in its totality. For example, while conventional wisdom may seem to support the idea that all police officers or members of the armed forces are skilled in the use of firearms, the reality is that the general level of skill is usually not that remarkable. Furthermore, over time, the passion for studying and pursuing such skills for these individuals may have eroded through various professional and personal pressures. The result is that, for a significant portion of the professional body, only doing whatever the bare minimum requirements for training are becomes the norm. Staying within the same skill discipline, contrast that example with that of regular individuals who, as an avocation, have put forth their personal resources towards the development of a skill set, purchasing weapons, range time, ammunition, taking classes, etc., and have done so without any professional compensation or recognition. Considering these two examples, the former group approaches the skill as a professional obligation, whereas the latter approaches it as a labor of love and opportunity for personal growth. We are not in any way suggesting that merely because someone is a professional that they are somehow incompetent, nor would we suggest that being an amateur necessarily means that someone is deeply passionate about a particular subject or discipline. We do, however, suggest that anyone seeking a mentor gauge that individual's level of interest and commitment to their espoused discipline. Are they actively learning and growing along the warrior's path, or did they detour at some point, and are they merely riding on their laurels? The ideal mentor has both passion for the craft as well as practical experience in its application. And for the mentors who are listening, we hope this is a reminder that will encourage you to stoke that passion that prompted you to undertake your craft while also building your experience. As with many aspects of the warrior's path, a dynamic balance of opposites is necessary in navigating the way. Focusing on process over, but not at the expense of, outcomes and seeking out mentors with both passion and experience are two general guidelines to ensuring success on the path. Now we've talked about a lot of stuff in this short solo cast, but something that's potentially more important to consider. 
what would happen if you apply just these two principles into all the key aspects of your life? What if you approached your role in your relationship or as a parent with the same passion as when you first met your significant other or when you first held your child, but you could also effectively use the lifetime of experience that you've accumulated to ensure that you were influencing the most optimal process to create the most positive outcomes? What if you could pair the passion for personal growth that you had in your youth with the wisdom of experience that you have honed as an adult? The answer is that you would be living a very powerful and dynamic life, one that we refer to as the warrior lifestyle. We would encourage you to find mentors that can challenge and guide you along that path and to one day also become such a mentor yourself. This last idea I offered to you is where a significant portion of the value of our work at the academies comes from. Practicing the science of martial arts in such a way that they will be useful at any time and to teach them in such a way that they will be useful in all things. If you are in the greater Chicago or Denver areas, we invite you to check out some of our training as our guest at either the Midwest Academy in Naperville, Illinois, or Colorado Academy in Littleton, Colorado. For more information on that opportunity, visit the Midwest Academy at www.themidwestacademy.com. Com, or visit Colorado Academy at www.coloradoacademy.com. And that's all we have for this episode of the Midwest Academy's LeaderCast. Thank you for joining us.